Morris Fowler-Batten was born into type business. His father was a type founder and the inventor of the matrix cotton machine which revolutionized printing. Morris himself graduated from Cornell University and started working with his father in the newly established design department of the American Type Founders Company. He became the most prolific designer in America. He has produced more than 180 types. These include Closerol Style, Franklin Gothic, Bomber, and a Century Schoolbook. He became known for his humorous novelty designs such as Hobo, Stymie, and Broadway. Batten is also accredited with creating some order out of case in the typographical world by establishing the concept of dividing up typefaces or fonts into families. He was also responsible for some of the most successful revivals in the typographic history when he interpreted the Bologna and German typefaces. So why is that that the same man is responsible for two absolutely different typefaces, Franklin Gothic and Souvenir? Perhaps it was just his way of thinking, or maybe he got slightly bored with his Gothic children and went on to something fresh and new. We can never say for sure, but one thing that these faces have in common is that they both are worth being spoken about. Franklin Gothic is known by most of us as it is one of the most legible and one of the most loved fonts that exist today. Originally, it was issued by Morris Fowler Benton in 1902 and was the continuation of his father's work on the various Gothic typefaces. The typeface was named in the honor of the American printer Benjamin Franklin. The term Gothic stands for the American Modernist Sans Serif Type and we have to admit that Franklin Gothic is the best Gothic typeface that exists today. Franklin Gothic is an extra bold sans serif type which can be indicated from the other sans serif typefaces as it has more traditional double story G and A. Other main things about the face are the tail of the capital Q and the air of a little G. The tail of the Q reminds of the 19th century models. And there is also a certain oddity of the upper end of the capital and the smaller letter C being heavier than the lower end. Franklin Gothic appears in many places such as New York University, Rocky, The Dark Knight Movie and Cardiff University. It was once believed to be in the famous opening crawl of Star Wars, but later it was said to be News Gothic. However, News Gothic is based on Franklin Gothic, and Franklin Gothic is still used in the subtitles of the Star Wars films. Other places you will find Franklin Gothic are the computer quiz game you don't know Jack, the Museum of Modern Art in New York, section headlines of New York Times. In the 1980s it was used on the Nickelodeons and in CBS Sports. Finally, Franklin Gothic can be found in many places most of us may not have heard of, like Fredetta Studios, The Art of Lawrence Wiener, the PBS series The Electric Company, and many more. In 1914, Maurice Fowler Banton designed another typeface which was called Souvenir. Today, many designers argue, the Souvenir of what? The face became one of the favorite fonts of the 70s. Back then, it was used in every advertisement, and on every poster that has been issued. Perhaps it could compare it to the Comic Sans reputation because its popularity has a similar origin. Both typefaces are aiming to seem as friendly as possible and therefore very commonly recognized. Besides, Souvenir was used everywhere for a whole decade, with and without a reason. Whereas originally the font was designed way back in the beginning of the 20th century by Maurice Fowler Benton of the American Type Founders, 
the same type designer who introduced Franklin Gothic to us a decade before Souvenir was purchased. Even though it is a serif typeface, nevertheless Souvenir serif don't make it look too formal. The font is quite legible and it has a positive and easy to read appearance, which makes you feel something similar to when you look at the old book from your childhood, something warm and cozy, but even more natural, I would say. So in the 70s, Souvenir was giving another chance to live, and it must have tried very hard to do so, as it even got on the covers of the Bee Gees album and on a few of the Playboy magazines. Souvenir was behaving a lot more enthusiastic comparing to its first life path. So it didn't annoy anyone for quite a while, designers have only started complaining later on, but back then everyone was more than happy about it. Souvenir was the font of the happy hippie times, so the majority of people didn't care whereas it is a beautiful font or not. Later on, starting somewhere around the 19s, many graphic designers and typographers began to find the failures of this poor typeface. And today you can hear more negative feedbacks on Souvenir rather than positive. For example, Simon Garfield put it on the seventh position of the worst typefaces in the world, and Frank Romano said there's nothing wrong with a souvenir that a complete redesign wouldn't cure. But actually, this font was so needed within two decades that it was the first and the only time when a prototype was cut into metal. It was Ed Benqua who redrew the typeface for the Photo Lettering Corporation. And in 1971, the International Typeface Corporation invited him to work for them and draw more additional weights for the souvenir and issue the typeface and called in ITC Souvenir. <laughs> 